You're listening to the Restaurant Operator Podcast. At Summit Hill Foods Professional, creativity comes with a side of convenience. See how our full range of sauces and bases can help you reinvent your recipes and your customer experiences. By simplifying the cooking process, cutting down on ingredients, shortening prep time, and reducing waste, you can bring even more flavor to your menu with a whole lot less of everything else. Learn more at shfoodspro.com slash bigflavors. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Restaurant Operator Podcast. I'm Mandy Detweiler, Managing Editor for NetWorld Media Group. We're here today with Greg Wilman, Chairman and CEO of NAFNAF Middle Eastern Grill, and we're talking ethnic food in the fast casual space. Greg, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks for the invitation. We really appreciate it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about NAFNAF, how the company got started yeah, NAFNAF is a uh, fast casual Middle Eastern concept, uh, started in Chicago about a, a decade ago or so. Middle Eastern immigrant, his family uh, relocated to Chicago, and he brought with him the uh, the recipes and, and really food memories of that he had grown up on um, and decided to uh, turn those into a restaurant concept that he launched in a uh, an old converted Taco Bell um, in Naperville, Illinois, I think in uh, 2009. Can you share some insights into the sourcing and selection process for ingredients used in um, NAFNAF's Middle Eastern dishes? How do you guys come up with the the various ingredients? Well, they really are. Everything we do is based off those original recipes that the brand was founded on. Um, we import uh, a lot of spices from the Middle East. Um, uh, our pickles come from the Middle East. Our eggplant comes from the Middle East still. Um, Middle Eastern suppliers. And so we really have been, uh, we, we've maintained the authenticity um, that the brand was was started with. It's, we, we do a, a pretty narrow slice of, of what people, you know, typically today, maybe more commonly referred to as the, the Mediterranean category. We, we really are kind of, you know, Middle Eastern centric in terms of our, the, the menu that we deliver. Um, and it's really important to us that we kind of maintain the authentic uh, processes and flavor profiles that the brand was was founded on. In what ways does NAFNAF Grill accommodate diverse dietary preferences and restrictions within the context of Middle Eastern cuisine? Yeah, really, our, our menu is, uh, is you know, it's it's fairly simple in, in terms of the number of gre- ingredients and number of proteins and, and entrees and those kinds of things. However, um, it you can, it's lots of vegetarian options, lots of vegan options, lots of gluten-free options. Um, you can eat very healthily um, at an AFNAF Middle Eastern Grill. You can, you can also be indulgent um, if you choose to be. So, um, we actually feel very, very good about kind of the breadth of the offering um, that we're able to provide, even though we have a relatively small menu. What efforts does the brand make to educate customers about the cultural significance and history of these Middle Eastern dishes on your menu? Yeah, that's that's really part of the 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 growth curve that we're on now is is helping people get introduced to this type of cuisine. Um, in, in the, the penetration levels are different in different parts of the country. Um, people's familiarity with, with Middle Eastern and Mediterranean food is different in different parts of the country. Um, so we really feel like as we expand our brand, um, you know, task number one is to, uh, to get people comfortable who, who, who may not have eaten Middle Eastern food before, or don't really know what Middle Eastern food is or what the flavor profiles are. 
um, is to be, you know, an easy uh, opportunity for them to experience it maybe for the first time or, or maybe the, the second or third time if they've had it once or twice before. Um, that's one of the things that, that we've really tried to do over the last couple of years is, is really make sure that our front door is as wide open as it can possibly be, right? People will discover Baba Ganoush, they'll discover Skug and Harissa and some of the more esoteric uh, parts of our menu once they've experienced, you know, fresh baked pita and roasted, you know, chicken shawarma and some of the things maybe that they're a little more familiar with. I love chicken shawarma. It's one of my favorites. So how does the brand balance offering a quick dining experience um, with the time intensive preparation often associated with Middle Eastern cooking? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's kind of the sweet spot for us. Right. Is to is trying to figure that out and figure it out in just the right way. Um, our our food is terrific. And uh, and that's that's all, you know, attributable to Sahar uh, and the recipes that he founded the brand on. Um, and really the maniacal approach to the culinary side of the business that, that he was really famous for. Um, and so it's, it's incumbent on us to make sure that, that we continue to deliver food at, at that high quality level. Um, and I, I, I stand by, I, we believe we're best in class in terms of our food. Um, I, I would stand by that. Um, we were uh, just awarded by um uh, magazine out of New York, uh, the top, top, one of the top swarms in the world, top swarm in the U S uh, another publication recently came out, uh, naming us best falafel. Um, we fresh baked pita in, in all of our stores every day. Um, so we'll never, we'll never not do those things. That's what our brand was founded on, but we've got to be able to do that in an environment, um, that is quick serve, um, that, that, you know, doesn't require, um, you know, skilled labor at every position, right? Because then the economics of a fast casual brand just don't work very well. So we've spent a lot of time over the last couple of years really dealing with that, addressing that so that we could run higher. Really, and this started when we started to franchise the business, right? Um, you, you've got to be able to replicate it. You've got to be able to do it at scale. Um, and so we really had to look at all the the operating elements of the business, um, and see what we could simplify without jeopardizing in any way the quality of the product. And we feel very good about kind of where we landed all that. How does the brand stay true to its Middle Eastern roots while still appealing to a, a broad, diverse customer base in the fast casual industry? Yeah, well, staying true to our roots is really, it, it, that that is our identity. Uh, there's a philosophy statement in every one of our restaurants. Um, it, it, uh, it, it basically quotes Sahar um, and, and his approach to bringing this cuisine uh, initially to Chicago and then, and then beyond as we've started to grow the brand. Um, and it really is NAF NAF uh, translated is an invitation to dine, right? It's, 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 it's let's share a meal together, right? Let's, let's cook out. Let's whatever in, in whatever today's vernacular would be in the U S right. It's, it's that's what NAF NAF means. And that's what, that's what he was really all about. And that's who we're really all about. We want to be very authentic in terms of how we deliver this food um, and the hospitality that surrounds that, that dining experience was very much a part of who Sahar was uh, and is very much a part of our DNA going forward. 
So what are some challenges that you've had introducing Middle Eastern cuisine to the fast casual market? You know, actually, it's it's uh, I mean, the challenges exist for sure, but it, but it's actually uh, so far gone very well as we've expanded outside of Chicago. Uh, we've gone into markets like Cleveland and Indianapolis and Charlotte, um, and the brand has done really very well. We we have a significant focus when we when we go to new markets, obviously on on you know creating some awareness around the brand and trying to get people's initial engagement with the brand to be a good one, right? And and the food kind of speaks for itself. The 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 hospitality environment that we try to deliver the food in, we think, speaks for itself. So. We've been very confident that if we can get people to have an experience with us, um, that, that we'll be able to retain them as a guest going forward. And that's 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 very much been the case. Now, again, I think from a messaging standpoint, um, you know, we 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 haven't led with maybe some of the more uh, I don't know I, I, I want to say complicated flavor profiles, right? Things like eggplant and. Um, and some of the sauces and, and some of those other things that are, are maybe um, on the on the edges of our menu, but people associate with Middle Eastern food. We've led more with things that people are familiar with, like chicken shawarma um, and like a crispy chicken cutlet, uh, Middle Eastern uh, seasoned crispy chicken cutlet product that we have. Um, we've led with hummus. We've led with falafel so that people can have an early dining occasion with us. Um, that, that is, is Middle Eastern for sure, but also has some familiarity associated with it. So what steps does NAFNAF take to maintain consistency and the quality and taste of, um, your Middle Eastern dishes as you grow across different brands, as you're expanding outside of the Chicago area, how are you maintaining consistency? Yeah, well, a, a couple of things. Um, our, our supply chain is, is, uh, of, of importance in that regard, obviously. And we're fortunate, even though we're a small emerging brand, uh, we have a national supply chain contract um, so that we're able to assure consistency of um, the input items, you know, really across the system. And um, that, that might sound like, you know, a, a minor thing to, to people who are in this industry because, you know, that's, that's what everybody aspires to. But um, we were able to put that in place very early on. So as we've expanded outside of our home markets, we've been able to do so, um, delivering the exact same ingredients, the exact same products that we were in our in, in the original markets that NAFNAF grew up in. Um, that coupled with, you know, kind of maniacal training um, on the culinary side, I think those two things have allowed us to expand the brand um, and control the delivery of, of the, you know, the food quality and the product that we're putting in, in the hands of our guests um, in a way that we, we feel we feel very, very good about. But it's not it's not without a lot of effort. We are a we're, we're a culinary brand. Um, we're not a heat and serve brand. We're not an assembly brand. Um, we're we're marinating chicken. We're building shawarma towers, you know, every day in every store. We're roasting off fresh product. We're frying falafel. Um, we're baking pita. I mean, this is a, you know, these are live working kitchens. Um, and that's, that's a little more complicated, but we think it's worth it. Um, you know, when you have, when you have a chance to taste the product. That's what I was going to ask. Why do so much in house instead of just have bringing in? And I mean, I know the answer, but, but why is, is doing so much in house important to the brand? 
back to the question you asked, you know, a few moments ago about, you know, kind of our, our heritage, right. And, and, and the authenticity of the, the origin story of this food, right. I mean, this, this food grew out of, you know, the open air markets in the middle East um, where you would go to, to one vendor for pita because they had the best pita and another vendor for falafel and another for hummus and another for shawarma. Right. Um, that's, that's the DNA that founded this brand. Um, and, and we think it's incredibly important that we maintain that. Our guests love to see us, you know, fly, frying falafel. That's a little hard to say, I guess. Frying falafel to order um, in the restaurants. They love to see, you know, the pita puffing up in the, in the pita oven as it, bra- uh, as it bakes in front of them. They love to see us putting a, a you know, a new shawarma on and, and getting what our, what our customers refer to as the first cut, right? That crispy outer layer um, that's kind of charred up real nicely, right? And you get that, that first cut off of those uh, shawarmas that are roasting, you know, 10 feet from them in the restaurant. I mean, that's, that's who we are um, and, and that's who we'll always be. Does MAFNAF have a particular demographic or is it across the board? Well, you know, I, I think the early triers, you know, maybe are, are people who have, uh, you know, have maybe experienced the food elsewhere. Maybe they've traveled, um, you know, maybe they're a little more uh, culinarily curious, right? Uh, when we when we move into a new market, they're willing to try something new, um, those kinds of things. But as we get the brand more established in, in new markets and particularly in our in our existing markets, um, you walk in one of our restaurants, you'll see a pretty diverse group of people in there. Um, the value proposition we think is outstanding. Uh, you get a lot of food for your money. Um, the food quality is, is I think, unsurpassed in this space. Um, and so that's broadly attractive to people, which is terrific. In what ways does NAFNAF contribute to the overall understanding and appreciation of Middle Eastern culinary traditions in the communities that it serves? What we try to do, right, it's for others to determine whether or not we, we accomplish this, but what we try to do is really embody uh, Sahar. Um, Sahar Sander was the founder of this brand. Um, he passed away a few years ago. Um, I was not fortunate enough to, to, to ever meet him, um, but he was, he was a force of nature. Um, and, and we try to absorb, we have tried to absorb as much of that as we can uh, as a brand in terms of guiding how we operate and how we go forward. And um, he was maniacal about the food, which I mentioned earlier. Um, he was also, uh, you know, the most hospitable guy you, you could have ever met. Um, he would take people through the line and introduce them to certain products or sit down and, and you know, uh, have a meal with them in the restaurants, um, offer samples of everything. Um, so we, we try to, we try to have that same welcoming, open, hospitable environment, uh, to make it very easy for, for anybody who walks into one of our restaurants to kind of experience who he was and how he operated, um, through this, this brand that is his legacy. As you scale, do you worry about losing that authenticity? Well, I, I, I worry about losing our connection to him, right? Um, the, the, I don't worry about us losing our connection to the authenticity of the restaurant and the product um, because that's, that, that's why we exist, right? 
Um, we exist to bake pita, to fry falafel, to grind chickpea in the restaurant, to, to build shawarma towers. That, that's, that's what we do. That was his passion. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're just the caretakers of that going forward. So I, I don't worry about us losing that, that connection to the yeah. authenticity of the food and his approach to it. That's, 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 that's who we are. That's why we exist. What about um, now? You've got your your set menu. Do you have specials that you run? Yeah, we've. I, I wouldn't say specials per se. We, we've gotten a little more. I, I've been with the brand about three years. Um, I, I come out of the, the fast casual space. I've been an operator for uh, longer than I care to admit now. Um, and so we've we've started uh, doing some things with the menu. Um, both in terms of simplifying it to a certain extent and and in terms of expanding it through LTOs or seasonal offerings or, or those kinds of things. And we've really done a lot of that in the last couple of years. Um, we've we've reintroduced our crispy chicken uh, cutlet product um, that was on the original menu in the original three restaurants in Neighborville um, and had gone away for a while. We brought that back Um We've enhanced some of our other proteins. We've, we've gone to a, a different steak cut. Um, we've introduced a new fry, um, which, which we think is, is terrific. It's kind of a substantial, really crispy, but substantial enough that you can kind of uh, dip with it and, and eat hummus with it. And, and, you know, it's kind of a finger food, uh, which is very, you know, kind of very authentic in terms of uh, Middle Eastern cuisine, um, the way it's consumed. Um, we've introduced, uh, two new, two new salad dressings. Um, we've introduced a, a cucumber sauce, uh, that we call Nabziki, um, over the last year, which is a lobna based product, which is just terrific. Um, we've recently introduced a spicy hummus, um, which has um, gone gangbusters in our restaurants. Um, and, and also helped us to double the sales of our crispy chicken pita sandwich. Uh, I guess our, our inadvertent entry into the hot chicken wars, hot chicken sandwich wars. Right. Um, so we've done a lot. We've really done a lot with the menu. Um, but we've also rationalized some of the, the more complicated items that were on the original three stores, which were founded really under a little bit of a different operating model um, than we currently operate out of today. If you had a piece of advice to someone who maybe owns an ethnic restaurant and they're thinking about jumping into to the the franchising game or to start scaling their restaurant, what would you tell them having already done this? Well, I, I think uh, I think they're at the right place at the right time, really. I, I think, you know, uh, I, I think there's some fatigue around um, you know, pizza, burger, sandwich, Mexican, you know, people are looking for new flavor profiles. They're looking for new culinary experiences. Um, I, I think the general white space, the segment that we're in this, this Middle Eastern slash Greek slash Mediterranean, right. It's a little bit undefined. I think people, you know, people give it a, a broader halo sometimes maybe than really exists, right? But but that general space, I think people are becoming very attracted to. Um, and I think there's a lot of growth opportunity there. Um, there's a lot of Indian cuisine uh, you're starting to see in more and more places around the country. Um, so I think people are really um, clamoring for for some from some new different not only tastes but kind of dining experiences as well. 
Well, thanks for being with us today. This has been really educational. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We Again, we appreciate the interest in the brand and uh, thanks for having us. And that'll do it for this episode of the Restaurant Operator Podcast. We'll catch you next time. With a full range of sauces and bases, Summit Hill Foods Professional helps you cut down on prep time, ingredients, and waste so you can bring more flavor to your menu with a whole lot less of everything else. Learn more at shfoodspro.com slash big flavors.